0: years podcast where we discuss anything and everything disney i'm angela and i'm joe got a bonus episode this week whoop whoop. so this week is twice the enchanted ears for the price of one
1: yeah it's like basically getting all sevens at the casino
0: there you go <laughs> ring that jackpot so yeah so last week disney had their investor day which was essentially all around disney plus and they announced so much stuff that we didn't want to put All of that in the news section of our regular episode. So we're going to devote this entire episode to just going through all of the announcements and kind of our thoughts from that four-hour Investor Day presentation.
1: yes, we did watch the whole thing because as Bob Iger so eloquently put it, what else did we have to do?
0: He did. Bob Iger took some shots. I must say. But if you want to hear our other episode this week, we are interviewing Chris Smith, who is a Disney historian and author. He's written multiple books about the Disney World that never was and magical backstories about Walt Disney World. Uh, So check that out. We have a great interview with him talking about uh, World Showcase pavilions that were never built, uh, hidden facts in the haunted mansion i mean he takes a deep dive into the haunted mansion attic scene and i think the episode's worth it just for that so be Mm -hmm. sure to listen to that as well all right so let's get into the disney plus announcement so basically this was all devoted to their direct to consumer plan now they did i will say i think kind of initial thoughts one thing is that the price for disney plus is going up a dollar Beginning next year, which I don't think is a big surprise. There, surprise mm-hmm. it didn't go up more than that.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I was, especially after hearing the whole thing of everything that they're gonna bring to it. I was like, okay, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I do think we'll probably see a dollar increase every year for the just the foreseeable future because you have to look at. I mean, Netflix just increased; they're at like fifteen dollars. Even with this price increase, Disney is at, at eight dollars, so they still have room to go. And all of the things they announced aren't coming out next year, so I think it's going to take a couple of years for all of this stuff to come out, but I think they have a justification for increasing the price every year. The other thing that also caught my attention was they still seem to be moving forward, at least now, with theatrical releases. So a lot of the stuff they announced is Disney Plus original, so they're going to be branding those as such now. But a lot, a lot of the other items are... Theatrical release movies, some stuff that was already been announced, but there was no mention that this is going to become Disney Plus exclusive like they did with Soul. The only thing they talked about was Ryan and the Last Dragon will have premiere access like Mulan did. So it'll be opening theatrically and for a Premier access fee. Now, they didn't say how much the price was, so I don't know if it's going to be $30 like Mulan or not, but they didn't mention that with Black Widow or any of the other Marvel movies, so I don't know if that means they're going to wait and see, and if when May comes around, theaters still really aren't opening, then maybe they announce it as premium access, but I, I did think it was interesting, especially with Warner Brothers announcing last week that every movie for 2020 is going to be coming out on HBO Max the day it comes out in theaters, that Disney didn't announce something similar that all of their twenty twenty one movies are gonna be available same day as a premium access. So I think that's encouraging, just because it, you know, I think Disney maybe feels a little bit confident that they'll be able to have major theatrical releases. But again, I think they also left themselves open that they could easily do it movie by movie. I mean, Rye is the next one out in March, I believe. So they really don't have to announce about anything else until that comes out. Okay, so let's start getting into some of these announcements. So one thing they announced, not impacting the U.S., but I do think this is uh, a little bit of a sign of what's to come. So internationally, and this was a little bit confusing yeah. in the presentation. So internationally, they're rolling Star,
1: star yeah,
0: into Disney+. Plus. So it's going to become a fifth tile, and that's going to house the more adult content. So you're going to have to – Basically, by profile, change the parental settings to say it's okay to let Star come through. But basically, that's like their Hulu for international. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's interesting that they're rolling Star in internationally. There were some rumors before this Investor Day that Disney was planning to combine Hulu and Disney Plus. Now they did that internationally, essentially with Star. But I do think could potentially be a barometer of things to come. I could see them eventually rolling Hulu in because they did announce Disney Plus has 87 million subscribers and Hulu is like a quarter of that. So I do think they could very easily roll Hulu in as, you know, maybe an additional fee or again, another reason to charge a few dollars more. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting of of how they're doing that internationally. It's kind of a different product than what it is in the U.S. All right, so let's get into the content announcements here. So this is what I'm excited so about. So starting with Disney television studios, and there was some pretty major stuff announced. Uh, one thing that That's they,
1: putting it lightly.
0: Yeah. I mean and, and throughout all of the 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 different lines here, but we'll start with, with Disney television. They
1: should have had this happen on Christmas Day because it was like Christmas. <laughs> okay. It's probably more exciting than Christmas will be this year.
0: That's true. So they talked about the Mighty Ducks series, which I think is already, I don't know if it's been officially announced, but they, I have heard about that. So it's going to be Emilio Estevez's character. Uh, he's returning and he is now kind of the coach of this new Mighty Ducks team. I think it looks pretty good. I mean, it looks like a, like a family show. I, I think it should be pretty decent. I
1: know when we were watching it, I made the comment to you that this kind of reminds me of maybe like they could try to achieve like a cobra kai almost kind of feeling with this show where you have that nostalgia coupled with you can bring your kids into it. So, I think that this has this has some, some potential. Yeah, I
0: think that's definitely kind of what they're going for. And we definitely won't touch on everything that was announced because oh, there no. was just too much announced, but we talked about Mighty Ducks. Uh Turner and Hooch, I know you were very excited I was about this. so
1: excited about this. And then I learned Joe's never seen that movie and we have to watch it.
0: Yes, and this we- so it's a buddy comedy. It's going to be starring Josh Peck.
1: Drake and Josh. Some Drake
0: and Josh, yep. Uh, so that that's gonna be pretty good again, kind of tapping into that nostalgia. Uh, John Stamos and Yvette Nicole Brown are gonna be starring in a girls' high school basketball series called Big Shot. Uh, and again, this kind of this kind of feels like Mighty Ducks a little bit. John Stamos plays a coach. Who coached college and now he's coaching a high school girls' team? So again, it's kind of that I don't want to say washed up coach, but just like a coach kind of out of water coaching a team he never thought he was going to coach. I, I mean, yeah, similar we, to what they're going for with the Mighty Ducks there, we, kind of like Ted we, Lasso. I was gonna say
1: we were comparing it to Ted Lasso, but we know. I mean, I know Disney can do some amazing things, but if you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, even if you're not into soccer, it's incredible. And what they did with that character isn't it's just absolutely unreal so yeah hopefully it can come close to ted lasso yeah
0: but i do think ted lasso did very well and disney's like we need some shows like that because i have two of them now And same with cobra kai i i I do see they're picking up on that kind of stuff Uh, percy jackson and the olympians are going to make a series off of that i think that will be good those movies were, were were decent but i do think that would make a good uh kind of television series i think the big one coming out of the tv is that they're doing a beauty and the beast prequel with uh, Luke Evans and Josh Gad returning as LaFou and Gaston. Alan Menken is going to be composing music for this. I think this was the big announcement out of the, the Disney TV uh, section of the program. Yeah,
1: I can see some potential with this one. Um, I, I am curious. Sometimes when they start messing with these old villains, I do kind of just want to leave them at, at the surface value of what they are. Gaston is a very like surface, vain character. So, I almost don't want an explanation of that, but at the same time, I'm very curious what yeah, they're going to do Yeah, and I think
0: him. people really liked Luke Evans and Josh Gad's take on the characters in the live action. I think they were good, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's a reason for it. And the live action made a billion dollars, so, I mean, it's like... <laughs> it, it makes sense that they're, you know, kind of doing that. Um, now, we get to Nat Geo.
1: Oh, my god! I know gosh. you were
0: very excited about this.
1: Yeah, Nat Geo is just... It's like my Animal Planet replacement, so I'm very excited. And then they did not disappoint. They have some incredible shows coming. Okay, so there is one about whales. It's called "The Secrets of the Whales," and this had me so in because it is that whole storyline. Like, I wrote a paper in college about how animals. I think animals have language, like, and this was probably like more before people were like into that. And I just they filmed
0: this over like three years. I think they said, "Yeah,
1: this is insane." And so, like, this topic really fascinates me because I think humans oftentimes think that we're, we're in our own, like we're in a class of our own and that we're the only ones that feel things. And they, even in their promo for it, you know, had things like they mourn their dead. They, um, like I can't even think of all the different things that they listed, but kind of comparing them and letting us know, yeah, whales are a lot like people where you're going to learn more about them.
0: Yeah. And this, so this is one of the many documentary series they announced. They also announced a real bug's life, America the Beautiful. They're making a documentary film on Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. They're continuing their genius anthology series with Martin Luther King Jr. And then they also got some big names for some series here. Now, notably absent though, Yes. no Jeff Goldblum, no season two Jeff Goldblum.
1: I was so upset about that. I was waiting for it to happen because we've been, ever since we finished the last season, been just waiting on bated breath for the next season of Jeff Goldblum. Right.
0: But we did get some big name shows. So we have Will Smith called Welcome to Earth. And this is just Will Smith going to like the most extreme places on Earth.
1: This looks incredible because, again, they, they take him to all these places. I can't imagine the waiver he had to sign in order to do this because he's going to play, you know, volcanoes. He's going to places where there's an extreme pressure. He's going underwater. Uh, so this is going to be a really interesting look into those things. And I think it's great that they got a celebrity to do it because, again, sometimes people people are interested in those things, but they might not make the effort to learn about it. But whenever they see a name like Will Smith attached to it, I mean, I'm in that camp of people. When they see that name, you're like, oh, I want to watch this because Will Smith is in it, but also because I'm interested, but I've never really followed that. So, I'm really looking forward to this series. Another one that I'm very excited about is Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. I'm just hoping that he doesn't have a shirt on for maybe 90% of the show.
0: <laughs> now, this one actually sounds really interesting. It's it's him basically putting his body to the test. Obviously, he is very into fitness and everything just playing Thor and and you know, all the other characters he plays, he's always, you know, plays, these strong, you know, very muscular characters. And so it is all about him trying to figure out, like, what are the limits of the human body? You know, how can he live healthier longer? I mean, he he talked about kind of in the promo reel, you know, he he wants to stay young, you know, as he grows older, he doesn't want his body to deteriorate, you know, he wants to live a long life, he wants to be there for his kids, he wants to be healthy. And so it's him, kind of almost testing these different things that science is doing around like longevity and, and aging. And then Hulu announced uh, a few things. So they have some new shows really, these aren't Disney specific, but some interesting ones. I mean, they got Selena Gomez, Steve Martin and Martin short uh, in a new series called only murders in the building. They're doing one on called the dropout on Elizabeth Holmes. And that's She's going to be played by Kate McKinnon, so I thought that was kind of interesting casting. Um, there's also going to be a series called Dope Sick, which is inspired by True Events, and that's going to have uh, Michael Keaton, Peter Skarsgård, and Rosario Dawson. So that's interesting. I think the big news around Hulu is that they signed the Kardashians to a multi-year deal to create new global content exclusively for Hulu and then star internationally. So I have no idea what that means, but... I we're going to get Kardashians. That's
1: what the world needs. More Kardashians. Yes. <laughs>
0: All right. So getting into Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm is kind of like the first of the major uh, kind of film studios to go. And they had some some pretty big announcements. So Lucasfilm talked about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which we already knew about. The, the big piece of news there is that Hayden Christensen is going to be returning as Darth Vader. People were really excited about that. I'm not sure why he's going to be in a suit it could essentially be anybody. I don't know if that means Darth Vader is going to take his mask off because really anybody could play Darth Vader. I mean, I would imagine they're going to get James Earl Jones to voice him. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure why Hayden Christensen has to be the guy in the suit, but, but people were pretty excited about that. You know, they mentioned there's going to be season three of the Mandalorian. Obviously (laughs) they talked about the star Wars animated series, the bad batch, but then we got some new announcements. So, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are working on two Mandalorian spin-off series that are supposedly going to intertwine back with the Mandalorian. So there's Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka uh, following Ahsoka Tanu. It's Rosario Dawson's gonna be back. So I think those oh, are very exciting.
1: She's she's the character that speaks to me, man. I want to become her biggest fan. We're, I'm actually making myself watch the Clone Wars just so I can become an an expert.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think I think both of those are going to be good. We also talked about the casting Andor series. Um, that's going to be coming out and and all of these really aren't coming out until 2022, 2023. So we still have a ways to go. But we did get announcements that there's going to be a Lando series. Now, I will say notably absent was any casting on this. So we don't know if Bill, Billy D Williams is going to be back or Donald Glover. And I think if you do not have one of those, there's no point in making a Lando series. I, I really do think if you have to recast him again, I don't think fans are going to be happy with that because I think everybody everybody loves Billy Dee Williams, obviously, and I think everybody really loved Donald Glover in Solo. and so was I, the best part yeah, of Solo. Yeah, and so I think if you try to have a series without them, people aren't going to fall for that. But then there's also going to be a Star Wars Visions series, which is going to be an anime Star Wars.
1: I think this will be really cool. Yeah. I think that this is them kind of reinterpreting some of the more iconic things that occur in star Wars into the anime style. And I think that this is, I think it's just a really cool idea because that is such a distinctive style. And I think that it will be really fun to watch.
0: Definitely. We're going to get a Willow series um, based on the Willow movie. Warwick Davis is returning for that. This was kind of caught me by surprise. So the next feature film for Star Wars, what they're saying is going to be December 2023, and it's going to be Rogue Squadron, and it's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman. Yeah. So I was actually kind of surprised that that's the next feature film and not the one by Taika Waititi that he's working on.
1: They said he's hard at work, I believe, writing it right now. Yeah, so
0: I, I'm, I'm surprised that one's not coming out next, but it, it's not. They did confirm Indiana Jones is going to start shooting next year. And then-
1: With Harrison Ford. Yes. As Indy. Yes.
0: Yes. And now, kind of, this I think was the biggest surprise because this has nothing to do with a previous Lucasfilm franchise. Is they're going to be making a movie based on the best-selling novel "Children of Blood and Bone,"
1: and that is by Tomi Adayemi. It is such a it was such a phenomenon a couple of years ago. I read it. It is a really interesting read. If you haven't picked up the book, make sure you read it. There's actually, I think two sequel or like two i think it's a trilogy Is it sci-fi now. is it a um, sci-fi book or
0: dystopian type
1: it's fantasy it's a young adult a fantasy. fantasy novel
0: because okay. i was wondering why that would be in lucasfilm but that makes sense if it's a fantasy series yeah, why lucasfilm would have it it's okay. an
1: interesting novel where it kind of has um it has really interesting layers the main character is african-american so they're getting and disney did mention this um during the the presentation that they are trying to find voices and include voices that have been thus far kind of ignored it actually focuses on a character who is pushed to the outside of her society because of her abilities to use magic so and she kind of gets mistreated and brutalized and her people get brutalized because for what they are so it's basically a lot of it's like an allegory for the treatment of african americans by our culture so it is a really interesting good read that again I would highly suggest I can't wait for this movie to come out
0: yeah it sounds like it'll be an interesting movie and I think it's interesting again that it's kind of under Lucasfilm and I think why they're trying to pull in these other properties and you know you have Willow as well which is one of their existing properties is because when we get to Marvel just the amount of content that Marvel can come out with because they have so many different characters and properties to pull from it's staggering compared yeah. to the other studios and i think disney really wants to get lucasfilm to that point where they are not so tied to number one star wars but the skywalker saga right. and i think you know everything they announced none of it was related to episode 10 or anything like that i mean it's there they seem to really be building out and kind of, you know, tying their train to the Mandalorian and they're building out that Mandalorian world. But I also think they need to expand past that because you know Bob Iger announced that they're trying to come out with a hundred new titles per year on Disney Plus. And in order to do that, you just can't have Marvel churning out 30 things. And as much as Pixar and Disney animation, we'll get into what they're coming up with. I mean, it takes time to make animated series. You can't make those as quickly as live action. So I think Lucasfilm needs to cultivate some more of these properties. And having a novel that's a fantasy magic theme novel already kind of fits into what they're going with.
1: Right. Ex- I, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Like, Willow is all, is a dark fantasy. So they are trying to get this fantasy. And, like, they're trying to get that ball rolling with the fantasy genre. I think it's really quite underrepresented like if you think about fantasy in movies it doesn't exist it exists more in animated than it does in like the mainstream and so i'm really excited to see what they do with this because fantasy is my favorite kind of book to read so i would love to see and i think lucasfilm with their technology they can really try to make they can make the the magic and everything seem real and come to life
0: oh definitely yeah and they also announced kathleen kennedy She's the one that did the presentation. She announced they're building, I think, three other volumes, and that's what they call the mm-hmm. sound stage. They, they have a name for it now. I think it's called Stagecraft. Is I believe I what think, they named it. I think that's what you're yeah. Right. So they like officially named it now. But they're building three other ones throughout the world. And so I think because they're they're filming all of these these new series, they did announce that they're building one in Sydney. And I do kind of wonder yeah. if Taika Waititi is going to use it for Thor. Because he was on season one of The Mandalorian. He's going to be filming a Star Wars movie. I think he probably liked working in that. I could see him using that uh, when they filmed Thor because they're filming that in Australia. So maybe if they have it built, might be able to use that for some of the special effects. But that, that's incredible that that, that whole sound stage that they built and they just use screens to, for all the special effects. It's, it's absolutely amazing. All right, so moving on to Walt Disney Studios. This is live action. So we're getting Hocus Pocus 2.
1: Which has been rumored for a very long time. Yes.
0: I'm interested to see uh, what they do with that. We're getting reboots of Three Men and a Baby. Zac Efron's going to be in that one. That had been that had been rumored. Um, a Cheaper by the Dozen reboot. And this is going to be uh, with Gabrielle Union and Kenya Barris, who does the blackish, grownish, mixed, mixed-ish, um, all those TV shows. He's going to be producing it. And they're going to be doing a Sister Act film with Whoopi Goldberg. And Tyler Perry's going to be the producer. They're doing a Pinocchio live action with Tom Hanks.
1: Yeah. I was out on this until they said Tom Hanks' name. And then I'm like, ooh, ooh, maybe, yeah, I'll watch that.
0: And I think that one may be a straight to Disney+. Plus. Some of these they announced if they were straight to Disney+. Plus. Some they didn't. Um, but I, th- I think a lot of these were coming straight to Disney+. One that they said was, was Dis- Disenchanted, which is a sequel to Enchanted. Yeah. So and Amy Adams will be returning for that. They're gonna be doing a Peter Pan and Wendy, and I'm pretty sure this one was a, a Disney Plus original. So you have this sounds interesting. You have Jude Law as Captain Hook and Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell, and she was from Blackish. Mm-hmm. Um she plays the the older daughter on Blackish. Uh and then I know Angela, you were very excited about this. This is a hybrid live action film. They're doing Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yeah. And you're gonna have John Mulaney as Chip and Andy Sandberg as Dale. Yeah. And you were very excited, and when they announced it, you were like, "Andy Samberg, he better be Dale, because he's such a Dale." <laughs> and I was like, "How do you even tell them apart?" But Andy Samberg is Dale.
1: I was so I did a dance. I was very excited. Chippendale is always one of uh, you probably heard us say this before. One of our favorite character meet and greets. They're just fun characters. They're fun to watch and watch interact. So I can't wait to see this. And then they got two really awesome comedians to play them. So. This is going to be nothing but just balling.
0: I believe um, Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Wendy were Disney Plus originals. I imagine Chip and Dale will be as well, uh, just a Disney Plus original. So again, I mean, pretty big movies coming um, straight to Disney Plus. We got confirmation of the Lion King prequel um, that we had talked about a few months ago. We finally got official confirmation of the cast of Little Mermaid. David Diggs is going to play Sebastian.
1: Yes, which was rumored, and we didn't ever get that confirmation, but... It's going to be so good. He's so good at, at accents and voices. Yeah.
0: Basically, the cast that was rumored, I mean, like Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, Javier Bardem as um, Triton, you know, th- basically everybody that was rumored is kind of the official cast. So really interesting. The one thing that's kind of interesting, they're doing a night at the museum. It's going to be animated. Yeah. Um, so that- ben
1: Stellar name attached to that that we saw.
0: Right and Ryan the last dragon which obviously is coming out in March and that will be on the premiere access. They also announced that they're working on a new uh feature film called Encanto and this is going to be with music oh from lin Miranda and it's going to be take place in Colombia.
1: I am so excited about this movie. The story has magical realism in it too, which I think will be a lot of fun cuz yeah, it, that's a really cool genre.
0: Yeah, this is my one complaint though with the investor day is, I think if you just watched it on their website, they didn't want to release some of these previews, and so they would kept it kept cutting out to the screen like be back in a couple of minutes. So they were like, okay, here's a sneak peek, and then we just got to watch the generic investor screen. So I'm sure somebody out there has seen it, but we didn't get to really see a lot of the details. Now, as they were talking or earlier in the investor presentation, I kind of told you I wonder if they're going to start using kind of like the 90s model where they have a, a good movie and then the sequels just come out direct-to-video. But instead of direct-to-video, they just do sequels on the streaming platform. And I was kind of wondering if we would get like a sequel to Moana or Zootopia or something. Right. So we didn't get sequels, but what they are doing instead of sequels is they are making short series of all these movies. So they're doing a Baymax series, Zootopia, Tiana, Moana,
1: those names sound good
0: together yeah they do so so they're all going to be series and i think what they're gonna do and, I, and you were a little upset because you're like oh but i want to see sequels and i think what they're going to do is you know it takes six years i mean look how long between frozen one and frozen two it takes a while to make these animated movies they can only make so many at a time so i think what they do is they have a series kind of keep interest in these in these properties and then they'll have a sequel and then uh-huh. this is a way to you know, keep people's interest. They did that with Frozen. I mean, they had like the Christmas special. They had an Olaf special. I mean, they, they did a few like TV specials, which kept you interested in Frozen, and then Frozen 2 came out. And I think this is what they'll do. So I think this bodes well for, actually, four sequels to Zootopia and Princess and the Frog and Moana, because they're going to keep people interested, especially if these series do well. It can bridge them until they can make a full-fledged sequel.
1: Yeah, I was very excited to see that Moana is getting more I I always I want to see her as chief of her people and so and also Tiana seeing like the day-to-day operations they mentioned in the actual presentation that she's now princess of a realm we've never seen so I want to see how how she does in this new kingdom with uh Prince Naveen so I it's just it's going to be really interesting to see
0: Yeah, and they also announced a collaboration with the Pan-African – with a Pan-African comic Mm -hmm. book entertainment company. And I I apologize because I'm probably going to butcher these names, but Kugali, K-U-G-A-L-I, is the comic book company. And they made this series, and Jennifer Lee was the one who gave this presentation. And they showed an article that was basically like, this company coming for Disney because it's a very similar theme. So they decided to partner with them and produce their series, IWAJU, I-W-A-J-U, um, to come to Disney+. Plus. So again, to kind of to your point, you know, they've talked about trying to bring more diverse uh, and be more inclusive in their filmmaking and in their series. And so this is just kind of another step to that direction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really cool that Disney has – provided that opportunity because i think that it probably would be hard-pressed to come by and instead of being threatened by them they're actually helping um so i i think that this is going to be really cool and it'll help get some different voices out there so yeah yeah excited. definitely
0: i i think this is a, a great move uh, moving to pixar so pixar announced some some disney plus series as well
1: i feel like pixar was the most disappointing of the announcements. oh i don't think
0: so because pixar announced i think a lot of movies that were not on the radar at all. I mean, I, I think Disney animation, obviously, you know, we weren't thinking about series for those movies, but I, I don't think anybody thought that they weren't going to make a sequel to Moana or Zootopia. I mean, I think especially Zootopia made so much money. It was just a matter of time. They only announced like one new feature movie that we really didn't know about. Um, whereas Pixar announced a couple movies, that we had not heard about before. But but they are going to have some series, so we'll talk about those. So they're going to be doing a series on cars. I know you're very excited about that. I
1: was so excited. I jumped up and down on the couch for that one. So <laughs>
0: They're going to be doing one called Doug Days, which is going to follow Doug and Carl.
1: I forgot about this. We laughed so hard. And they showed
0: a short clip of this. I think this is going to be really good.
1: This is going to be amazing.
0: And also uh, one based on uh, Soul. So based on the, the upcoming film Soul, They're gonna be um, making a series on that. But they announced a a couple movies that are coming out. So, one is called Turning Red. And this follows a young girl (laughs) that, when she gets like nervous or excited, she turns into a red panda which i think is a really interesting idea
1: so they said it's like what the incredible hulk but except but yeah, except, except she's except cuter she's yeah, cuter. i think yeah. that's what pete doctor said i mean a red panda is just one of the cutest animals that exists so that, that was a good move on their part
0: and that's gonna be coming to theaters march 11th 2022
1: i already told joe that we're gonna get a stuffed animal that and it's gonna be best friends with our chubby stuffed animal <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: And then they also are going to be making a movie called Lightyear. And I think this is just like Pixar, just like patting themselves on the back with this movie. <laughs> because this is the origin story of the hero that inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy. And Pete Doctor basically said when they made Toy Story, they, they kind of had a backstory for Buzz Lightyear that he was based on a real person and that there was – a movie and that's why they made these toys and so they decided hey we're going to make the movie finally so they're making this movie that is going to be the definitive origin story of the hero that inspired the toy they're actually getting chris evans captain america to voice they buzz made Lightyear. some joke
1: about how marvel studios is mad that they stole him away from them
0: yes and this <laughs> did cause a lot of confusion amongst people because i think a lot of people thought chris evans was taking over for tim allen in the toy story series but they're not really making any more toy stories right now at least they haven't announced that so he's not he's playing the person that inspired the buzz light your toy so i think this will be interesting to see two kind of big movies uh, coming out in the next couple of years i think that one is coming out in like 2023. I don't remember the exact date, but I, I think that one is, is coming out in a couple of years.
1: My guess with that one, I, I think this, this is going to be a really interesting movie that they're going to have some difficulty with because I think that Buzz Lightyear seems kind of like – he was kind of a jerk in the original movies because he's like this very serious hero. So what, my guess with this movie is Buzz Lightyear is not going to really be the main character here. He's going to be kind of in the background and they're going to in- introduce new merchandise. I mean characters. And those are really going to be the ones that shine, that bring the heart to the movie. And then they can kind of continue on with those characters to keep the Toy Story franchise alive.
0: That's a good point you bring up. You know, Disney announced a lot of stuff that's in production and pre production. And, you know, I, I know they're doing this for their investors, you know, so they're not really doing this like as a fan community thing. I mean, I think a lot of fans watch this and, you know, a lot of news outlets covered it. But this was more for for their investors so that they kind of know where they're going with Disney plus to invest in, in Disney stock. But there is a risk of them announcing this stuff this early. That's two, three years down the road. Cause to your point, it may not work. I mean, this has happened at Pixar before where, you know, they spent a couple years on a movie and they just can't crack it. Now I do think if they're only two years away, I mean, it takes them five or six years to make these movies. They probably have the story pretty much down. So I think these movies are, are in pretty good shape. But yeah, a lot of these, you know, series and the e- more of the live action stuff where they talked about even like the Lando series, like they really had no cast attached to that. It said in pre-production. I mean, that could very easily fall apart and never happen.
1: The thing that does concern me a little bit about all of these announcements and all of this, like, look at all of the stuff that we have going, is I'm a, I'm a little tiny bit, I, I have faith in them, so not super, but a little tiny bit concerned that Disney, Pixar, these different companies are not going to maybe do what they, they've done in the past where they have an idea that's not quite working out and so they shelve it. I'm worried that they start to kind of like, you know, jam them through and say, "Ah, oh, you know what? You know the the this is a really great idea. It's really cute. It works really well. There's just this one thing that's not quite working, but you know what? They'll forgive us." I, I am a little worried that that might be something that s- starts to happen.
0: Yeah, I do think quality is definitely a concern whenever they're pumping out this many series. I do think that Disney and, and all these streaming companies are committed to quality. I mean, Netflix pumps out a lot of shows, but they're all decent quality i mean they have to put you know some level of money behind them so about
1: all but yes yeah, like a good many of them. yeah
0: i actually do think that disney plus i think will help actually because i think some of those movies that that pixar maybe worked on and didn't work might not have worked as an hour and a half feature-length movie but maybe they'd work as a 20 minute short or maybe they would work as you know a multi-part limited series where they can maybe explain the idea over, you know, instead of trying to pack it into an hour and a half movie for kids, they can maybe do it as a 10 part series that, you know, takes place over like two and a half, three hours. And they can kind of explain it and and get into the characters a little bit more. And it may actually provide an outlet for some of their work, kind of like what they did with the shorts. You know, they would make those shorts before the movies just to kind of try things out. And I think Disney plus maybe gives them an outlet for some of the ideas that, just don't quite work as a feature film as, as a short or you know, some other uh, avenue. All right, so let's wrap up with Marvel. So Kevin Feige came on last and, and basically announced so much stuff my head was spinning. <laughs> and a lot of it is coming out so quickly. So we already knew about WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Loki series, and the What If animated series. A lot of those were supposed to come out this year. They all kind of got delayed. WandaVision was coming out January 15th, so we knew about that. I didn't think the other ones would come out until like later in the year. I I thought they would try to spread them out. They're not. They're basically running these four series back-to-back at the beginning of the year. So Wandavision's January. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is March. That's rolling right into the Loki series, which is rolling right into the What If series. So basically, once one of these series ends, they're rolling right into the other one, which leads me to believe these are going to tie into some of the movies that are coming out because they didn't. You know, that's the whole idea is that these series are going to tie to the movie. So I think some of the movies coming up, maybe they need to get some of these stories out, Um, especially like WandaVision is going to tie to Doctor Strange. I think we got confirmation that the rumors of multiple Spider-Men showing up in Spider-Man 3 and there there being a Spider-Verse is confirmed because Kevin Feige mentioned that the Doctor Strange movie will be linked to the Spider-Man movie as well. And Doctor Strange is called the Multiverse of Madness, and so I think if those movies are going to be linked, it's basically uh, you know not confirming but confirming that there's going to be the multiverse in Spider-Man. So that's exciting, having multiple you know Spider-Man and villains from all the different series. Uh, I think you know that will be really interesting. But but they also announced additional series for Disney Plus, Secret Invasion. Um, so I think a lot of people thought this would maybe be like the next avengers movie which it could be because some of these could lead into movies but they're going to be doing the secret invasion storyline with samuel L. jackson they're going to be doing an iron heart series they're going to be doing an armor war series which is going to have don Cheadle as war machine we got our first look at miss marvel which is going to be coming out that was exciting they, they officially announced a hawkeye that Haley steinfeld is going to be joining jeremy renner uh she hulk is a go tim roth is coming back for that Uh, They're doing Moon Knight. And then they announced some new stuff we've not heard about before. They're going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I think this is going to be incredible. I can't wait for this. They're going to film this while they're filming the next Guardians movie. So this is going to come out the Christmas before the next Guardians movie, which is – so this will come out in 2022. The next Guardians movie will come out in 2023. They're doing an I Am Groot series of shorts about baby Groot.
1: I hope that Mantis is very high. Like, I feel like she would be so funny in, in that holiday movie.
0: I can just imagine this is going to be Peter Quill trying to explain the holidays to the rest of the Guardians. And they have no idea what's like. like Ma- Drax is Man- going to Man- I was to say, Mantis yeah.
1: and Drax are going to be hilarious in this whole thing. And Groot will just say, I'm Groot.
0: This may be the definitive holiday special once this gets released <laughs> that you have to watch every year. I think this is going to be amazing. This and Elf. Yes, I think those two are what you're going to have to watch. They announced they're going to make an Ant-Man 3, and uh, it's going to be called Quantum Mania. I think what's interesting about Ant-Man is those movies, they do decently. They don't really set the box office on fire, but they play such an integral part to the storyline. So Ant-Man 2 set up the whole Quantum Realm, which led into Avengers Endgame, and Ant-Man 3 is going to introduce Kang the Conqueror, who... Is a villain that can rival uh, and is sometimes a greater threat than Thanos in the comic books, and that's exciting. And he kind of comes from basically the multiverse and the Avengers messing with the timeline. So again, Ant Man, kind of the, the little superhero, pun intended, there, <laughs> um, has ha- his movies you know pull some weight. So uh, we're going to get another Ant Man. We're going to get uh, official word of Black Panther 2. And they did announce that they will not be recasting Chadwick Boseman's. Uh, they will not be recasting him. Uh, they're still moving forward with Blade, which I, I thought was good to hear because we've not heard much about that. They announced Captain Marvel 2. And they said that Miss Marvel will show up in Captain Marvel 2. So that that's interesting. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They confirmed Christian Bale will be in Thor Love and Thunder.
1: As, what is it? The, gar- the God Killer? Gore
0: the God Butcher. Yes, oh, he's going to be the villain in that one. You know what? What? You
1: either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain.
0: That is true. <laughs> he, he made it long enough. He is the villain now. So, <laughs> so I think that's good. That's going to start filming next year. And then they also announced Fantastic Four. So this is the first of the Fox properties getting rebooted under the Marvel umbrella. I think it makes sense. They're going with the Fantastic Four because... Fox was never really able to get those movies off the ground. You know, they're never really able to make any sort of franchise with that. So I think this one is an easy one to reboot. Uh, no word on the X Men, and I think they're going to have to wait. They're going to wait some time before the X Men comes in. I do kind of hope that they get Chris Evans to play the Human Torch because he played the Human Torch in the original Fantastic Four series. I think there is a a chance there, especially with the multiverse, for kind of some t- uh, tongue in cheek joke that the Fantastic Four from a different universe is Chris Evans as the Human Torch and then I want him to somehow run Make into Captain cameo. America. Yeah, but I want him and Captain America from our universe to be in the same, so like, same realm. So
1: like that kind of level of, of uh, funness of when Cap meets Cap and they fight each other?
0: Yes, kind of <laughs> like that. But this, these are two different characters but they look the same. I just think, I think that would be perfect. Yeah, that would be pretty good. That was kind of the, the big thing that they ended on but I mean, just the amount that they listed I think kind of goes to show that Marvel at this point is almost the crown jewel of Disney and Disney Plus. They've been building up to this for 10 years, almost this, you know, creating multiple storylines at once, and so it is such a natural fit for them to be able to create some television series, create a movie and really tie it all together where I like like we talked about Lucasfilm, I think they're going to take a few years to kind of build up to that. I think As they build out these series, and then you kind of get in a couple seasons of these series, you can start tying things in more. And then obviously with the animation studios, they've just been used to making feature films, a few feature films a year. So I think as they start devoting more time to these series, they'll be able to build into that. But yeah, Marvel, you can tell, is kind of ahead of the game here with everybody else. I think I counted, I mean, with all the shows and the movies coming out next year, they have like 10 things coming out. And which is just an insane amount of stuff to come out in one year. And and some of it is because it didn't come out this year, obviously, but still, I mean, it's going to be a great year for Marvel next year.
1: So what of all those things, and I know this is an insanely hard question. Are you the most excited about?
0: I'm definitely excited about what Marvel has lined up for 21. Oh no,
1: no, no, no. That's cheating. You can't just say all of Marvel. You have to pick something
0: out of all the Marvel series. I really think – I think the Loki series is going to be great.
1: That that might be my – okay, honest, honest talk here. I love Marvel. I love all those movies. But at this point in time, I'm just like, I just don't – I don't know about the superhero movies anymore. But the Loki series with Tom Hiddleston is going to – that is so funny. And it seems like it's going to be – Like kind of jokey where he doesn't really even realize what's going on they kind of they mentioned that in the preview so i think that one has such a great potential to be excellent and of course like the way that loki died in endgame it was such a noble death for him so it really kind of gave me a greater respect for his character so i am really excited for that one as well
0: yeah i i really think Always this talk of superhero fatigue of you know when when are people gonna stop seeing these movies? I almost think having nothing come out in 2020 is gonna help Marvel because I think there's gonna be so much pent-up demand that just when they start running this stuff out, when you hit January, there's gonna be something Marvel in terms of a series or a movie essentially every month next year. The series are some big series, the Eternals movies, Shang-Chi, they're really gonna kick off the next phase. I really think the fans are going to love this and I think they're going to end on such a high leading into next year that it's almost going to like rejuvenate the fan base to kind of see all this new content come out.
1: Well... The one thing that was disappointing to me is I wanted to hear them say that they were going to bring in Matt Murdock as somebody's lawyer, bring in Charlie Cox and get him Redo involved. Redo the Netflix series. Get yeah. him involved because that was the crown jewel, pretty much, of Netflix um, at the time. And it was it still, I think, holds up to this day. That's actually one series that I would I would rewatch because I think it was so well done. I would love to see that character brought into the MCU.
0: Yeah, I think you could see it. I mean, they- She-Hulk, she is a lawyer, and Kevin Feige kind of teased that she's a lawyer for superheroes, so you never know who's going to come by. I mean, you could read into that that basically any of the Avengers could show up, or she could work with another superhero lawyer, Matt Murdock. And so, you know, I think they could bring him in that way. Again, there's rumors in Spider-Man 3 that Matt Murdock is going to show up. He's going to make his film debut instead of them just rebooting the Netflix series. But there has been, I think, enough rumors that it seems like Marvel wants to fold Daredevil in somehow that I would be surprised if in a couple years after She-Hulk comes out, after Spider-Man 3 comes out, that we don't see Charlie Cox as Daredevil again in some form or another.
1: Yeah. I I think it would be a little difficult for them just because daredevil is grittier than what disney goes for Uh, i also would love to see them bring in frank castle as the
0: punisher that's a good point because you know I, i don't think they could do the same thing with the netflix series but they could have again they could have daredevil in these series because again he doesn't have to be as ultra violent So he could still play in there and kind of play with the fans. I think to your point with The Punisher, I think if they ever redo that, that would have to be a Hulu property. That would have to be kind of on their more adult platform, which they do. I mean, they have some of the, you know, I think X-Men movies and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they have more adult themes on there, um, so they could definitely do that. But yeah, I think they could bring in Daredevil in the MCU. Make them a little bit more family friendly, and if they want it, if again, if they wanted to, maybe maybe they have a Hulu series. Yeah, Um, I would love
1: to see that. Because
0: again, I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple years Hulu gets folded into Disney Plus, anyways. Yeah, and then you kind of have everything in there, uh, and then you know it really doesn't matter. But that's a way for them to separate the content. So, all right, so we talked for almost an hour about the (laughs) four-hour investor conference. So I think that's pretty good. We distilled it down. We saved you three (laughs) hours. But again, I mean just a staggering amount of stuff. Not all of this is coming out next year, but it's gonna be coming out over the next couple of years. And if you don't have Disney Plus now, I mean I think now's the time to sign up. I don't if you
1: listen to a couple Disney podcasts, you probably do. Yeah, and I
0: don't think it's a surprise after they announced this that they've updated their projections for a couple of years that they're gonna have like two hundred and fifty million subscribers on Disney Plus, because with all this content, I mean, it is going to be the go-to place for fans of Disney, but just fans of Star Wars and and Marvel and, and you know, and everything around the world. As they were all to, to more markets. So it was pretty impressive. I think a lot of stuff we were surprised by, had not heard rumors of before. Hopefully, it all makes it to the screen. Hopefully, you know, some of the stuff they didn't announce a little bit too prematurely, but only time will tell over the next few years. But if it all does come out, I mean, I think we are coming into almost a new golden age. Uh, of kind of Disney content creation across all of their studios because I think all of their studios really seem to be firing on all cylinders if they can pull all this off well thanks for listening this week uh again we made this one as a separate episode because we knew we it would take us some time to to sort through it all but you know be sure to listen to our interview uh, that's also out this week with with chris Smith Disney author and historian uh, it was a really great interview we had a really great time talking to him as well so thanks again for listening everyone as always
1: thanks for letting us your ears have a
0: great week and we'll see you here next monday bye